Welcome back, Podcast EGS family, for another installment of Every Given Sunday. I'm Joe Jennings, back with Michael Tilly, uh, Brandon Harewood. Got some uh, big boy stuff to handle this weekend, so you will be just getting us two. The winners are here. The what? The winners. The winners, yeah, yeah. We don't worry. We don't need his negativity. Uh, is he still in ninth place, by the way? He's in tenth place. Oh, when you hear this, you're a scrub. <laughs> you are a scrub when you hear this. Um. Well, yeah, man. Shout out to B. What? Hope he's having a good time, whatever he's doing. Um, but yeah, man. As usual, we're gonna go ahead and head into our week eight preview for you guys, and we're gonna start off as always with news reports, injuries, and the first piece of news we can discuss. Um, Mr. Derrick Henry is seriously being considered a trade candidate from the Tennessee Titans. Um, at this point, I think the Titans personally should just let everyone go and kind of start revamping. Um, my thing is okay. You keep Henry. You get nothing out of it. You trade Henry, at least you get something out of it. But if you keep Henry, your team's still going to be just as bad. You're not going to get any more draft picks. Nothing's going to improve. So I don't know about you, but I, I don't I've know. Seen, I've seen two teams floated around. I sent one on Twitter earlier. The Ravens is the team that I've seen the most. But I today I saw that Jerry Jones is interested in acquiring Derrick Henry. Um, no, you should have kept Zeke. For fantasy per for fantasy purposes, I hope not because that would not that would not be good. That's a disrespectful to Tony Pollard at this point. Well, Tony Pollard can't score. Watch him when he gets inside the five; he sucks. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm looking at the chop that the Ravens really are interested in Derrick Henry. Not gonna lie, like uh, I don't know if he will be any better or worse with us, but I can't say he will make the Ravens ten times better. Um, I will say that. So, yeah, I mean, looking you, forward to that. Uh, and I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I don't think anybody wants to see Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry. No. No, they would literally they bring back the Heisman package like they had with RG three, except for this time it would be Derrick. Did Derrick Henry win a Heisman? Yeah, he did. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry and Lamar. Hey, uh, on to the next piece of news. So, EDC, go get Henry on us on the Ravens. I really would love that. Um, and if Tajay Spears is on your waiver wire, please go pick, pick him, him up. up now. See, we gave you a fair warning before this Henry trade, if it does occur. Um, yeah, Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. Um, as far as I know, he didn't practice yesterday. I'm correct. He got put in protocol after the game on the flight on Monday night. So, like, very. It's a good yes. chance he's not going to play. Yeah, I saw a stat that the only quarterback that got – or the only player that's been put in concussion protocol and is cleared by the end of the week was Kenny Pickett last year. Um, but I don't think he's going to play. I don't think it matters that much for fantasy options because I think whoever's QB in that offense is going to – You know who it is? Sam Donald time. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. And keep an eye on that if you're a Purdy owner. Um, I am a Purdy owner. It makes it worse. I'm a Justin Fields owner. So I guess I'll be going to the bottom of the barrel to get a QB to play. Go get back. You're right. I might have to at this point because it's really just not working. <laughs> was this Aaron Jones? Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Jones was limited again yesterday um, at practice. I will get into this later, but I'm I'm an Aaron Jones owner and I'm a little concerned. Me too. I haven't I feel like I haven't played him, but week one. I haven't had to do like and we're, in, we're in week nine, almost. I mean, week eight. I'm really starting to feel like I just wasted a whole draft pick. Uh, Seriously. Like a, what, a fifth-round draft pick? 
All right, you weren't going that low in our draft. You went, what, three or four? Maybe four, sorry, but still, I'm just thinking, like, there are guys that were went around him that are doing much better. Sickening. Um. So, yeah, I don't know at this point, because clearly it's still the hamstring. It's still bothering him. I'm assuming this is going to be a season-long thing, to be honest. Uh, that's why I say I literally hate hamstrings, especially on running backs. It is like the worst injury season long. Yeah, and the final piece of news, Kenneth Walker did not participate in practice Thursday. Um, do you have like the update of I didn't know he didn't practice. You had a particular reason of why he didn't or yeah, why he, one second. He uh he didn't practice all week, I'm pretty sure. Jeez. Um which isn't good. Uh doesn't practice again with a calf injury. So, you know, uh, and the report on Wednesday or Thursdays was no activity in practice. That's bad. Walker is it now, a Friday week? I mean, somebody got to run the damn ball. And they got a good matchup, don't they? Well, I'm sure if Walker's out, I bet they activate Kenny McIntosh too. So, it might be ugly, but yeah. I'm crying. Um, sorry, but yeah, man. Um, do you, I guess, play Charbonnet? I'll play him with confidence if Walker is not there. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think he moves into a top 24 running back conversation. I think you're still going to get the little DJ Dallas is mixed in, but for the most part, I think we know like it'll be Charbonnet. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but yeah, man. Heading on to our next piece of news. Uh, well, that'll be our last piece of news actually to wrap things up. Um, so there's your news injury report heading into week eight preview. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into our starts of the week. And it's funny because I'm actually starting him this week. I'm not not playing this time. He's he's literally going in my lineup. What, mine? Yes. He's, I'm not playing this week. He's absolutely going in my lineup. I'm not about to watch it happen again. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Uh, my start of the week is Christian Kirk against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Currently your wide receiver 18 on the season. He has scored double-digit fantasy points every single game except for week one. Um. He is, in my opinion, the wide receiver one on the team. I don't care what anybody says. And he's playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who last week gave up 154 yards to the Rams' number, technically number two receiver. We're going to assume Ridley's going to be covered as the one. Kirk's going to be covered as the two. Puka Nakua last week had 20 fantasy points, uh, eight receptions, 154. Uh, I, I just think that Christian Kirk has a very favorable matchup against my Steelers and I, I anticipate another good week out of him. And he hasn't had what I would call like a really a boom week yet, but I could see it this week. Yeah. Um having Christian Kirk and how do you feel personally them playing the Steelers? Do you feel like it's I mean it's a good matchup on paper, but like do you feel like it really is a good matchup? You watch him because the rank is always can be deceiving sometimes in my opinion. My only concern would be if they move uh, Joey Porter over to him. I don't know if you've seen, but Joey Porter's stats the past couple of weeks when he's been covering guys have been – I can't remember off the top of my head, but he's been – been locking up. Locking it up. Um, um, yeah, I think they'll kind of move Porter on both people, though, like kind of be – My only concern is – I think this is like a deceivingly low scoring game this week. Um mm. Okay. I, I don't know what the over under is right now. I would have to look. I can't remember off the top I, of my head, but I, I just go look if you want to. Yeah, I just think that um you know the Steelers defense is really good. And I think the Jags defense is an underrated defense. Um yeah, I got the over under right here. There it is. Um so the over under in y'all game is forty one. 
Okay. Yeah. So I mean, oh. and what? They're how many? They're three and a half point favorites. Is that what it is? Uh, right now they are two and a half. So field yeah. goal. <laughs> um, right now I have Christian Kirk. I'm Christian Kirk owner. I love the start of the week. Um, and the good news is if you look at Kirk, he's actually had a lot of good games against teams that are pretty good against receiver. To be honest. Um, so I think matchup wise, I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter, but it's nice to see him have a positive matchup going into Pittsburgh. Um, but I guess that could be the only threat. Like, it very well could be like a low scoring game, uh, more than we think so. Especially that Pittsburgh defense at home is a lot different um, than when they're playing away, in my opinion, personally. But yeah, yeah man. Um, I mean, we're gonna run down B Wood start of the week real quick, which is nasty, but I guess yeah. we'll do. Um, B Wood start of the week is Mister. T. Higgins, wide receiver of the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's just say T. hasn't had the best year. He's a wide receiver 69 right now. I just acquired him. And Michael Tilly just acquired him. Um, so, yeah. But the good news is the matchups going forward are great. Now, I guess you could say the matchup before last week was good, before a bye week, and he played terrible. I think they probably made more of an emphasis during the bye week to make sure they get T. the ball. Um, but the good news is people can't say he wasn't getting targeted. The last two weeks, okay, wasn't that great. But the first three weeks, he had eight targets, 12 targets, eight targets. Now, you can see that's a product of them playing from behind as well. But, I mean, he has a good schedule down the road. But for this matchup this week, I mean, it's good. I just don't like playing people against the 49ers defense. I'm not going to lie. Like, I really yeah, don't. Yeah, the 49ers defense is always not fun to play people against. But, I mean, it's a good matchup for wide receiver. I'm not saying it's not. It's just, I mean, what are they? I mean, they're 24th against wide receiver. They're, they're about as bad as it almost gets. Yeah. Well, you did see what Jordan Addison did last week, so. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I'm fine. I know Chase is going to do his thing. I just don't know how much is going to be left over for Higgins to get. I think it's got to happen eventually where they're going to say, all right, we need to cover. Um, what, double Chase? We got to figure out how to stop Chase because he's been, I think it's the past three weeks, he's been going crazy. And that's where T. Higgins' game will open up. Yeah, I highly doubt this slump will continue to me, bro. We look at last year. We look at the guy who's the last two years has finished as a wide receiver, 22 and 17. I just think there's positive regression coming. I highly, I don't know. I just don't see it lasting long. So I really like the start of the week. I just don't like playing people. And to make it worse, they're at San Francisco. I really don't like that. But he could very well have a good week. I just wouldn't be depending on it being this week after what the last three or four weeks have been, personally. Um, yeah. But I can run down my start of the week as well. Um, my start of the week this week is Mr. Gus Edwards. I usually rarely start my own or start of the week so from my own team. But Gus is playing the Arizona Cardinals, number 26, uh, against running back this year. Surprisingly, you know, Gus is the RB25. Huh? Didn't he have like a 70-yard reception last week? One reception, 80 yards. <laughs> but on a good note, he did average, he did average 4.6 uh, a carry last week. Got 14.64 in a tug. That was against a tough Detroit defense. Has been good against running back, man. Like, I can't be the only one, bro. They're playing Arizona. I'm not saying he's gonna have 100 yards, but as long as Gus Edwards gets into the end zone, you will be more than happy you started him at your flex. No, I mean, I I could be wrong. I just don't see knowing our offense. It's gonna be hard for me to see the Cardinals stopping our offense. To be completely honest, and uh, I truly can say I rarely do this, but I am relying on Gus to get a touchdown. Like, to be completely honest, I just, yeah, I don't know. And the yards per carry, 
have always been good. But if Gus can get that 15, 14, 15 carries, I think you're going to see a season high in rushing yards and he's going to score. I've always been a big Gus fan when Jake has been out. I mean, I like it. Uh, Ken Walker had a big game last week against the Cardinals. He didn't score a touchdown, but he, I think he had, I'm pretty sure he broke the 100 yard mark. Let me just confirm before I say that. But yeah, the Ravens looked like what Ravens fans have been wanting to see from that new OC. Um, yeah, Ken Walker had 26 carries for 105 last week. So I think Gus Edwards should be a pretty, have a pretty heavy workload. If he gets 15, I can truly see a stat line like 15 for 75 and it's a like and that's, right I mean that that'll probably be good enough to be the RB it, it probably anywhere below some 15. weeks might be the RB9. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um yeah. I think it's a great matchup. I expect us to be up and I expect Gus to get a healthy dosage, to be honest. Um I don't want anybody to overthink this, but if you do have Gus, I mean he's rostered in about 70% of the league, so a good amount. So if you do have Gus and you don't have any like great options, I would absolutely start Gus as we can get to the Cardinals. Um so yeah, we can go ahead and hit into our sits of the week. Um we can start off with Brandon's. Kind of goes back to Aaron Jones. Um Aaron Jones is Brandon's sit of the week. Um obviously we just talked about Aaron Jones, kind of still dealing with his hamstring injury. And this week, Aaron Jones is playing a Minnesota Vikings to a number 10 against running back. Um, at this point, even the last game when he did play, he only got eight carries. I mean, he had 11 touches, which is not anything to rag about, but I don't know, man. It's just like, until I feel like he's truly healthy, which it don't seem like he will be for the rest of the season or really anytime soon, I don't have any interest in playing Aaron Jones right now, personally. Like, I want to because it's Aaron Jones, but I just can't do it. I will speak from being an owner. He's not in my lineup this week. Uh, I think there are a ton of guys you play over him this week. Just, I mean, he's still questionable technically. He had a low 36% snap share last week. Somehow he was RB28. Um, RBs are terrible. I was just looking at that, like how? His rushing line is 42 and a half. So if you play him, you're begging for a touchdown and receiving work. Yeah, um, I'm with Bill. I just, no, Minnesota's top 10 against running back as well. I feel like it's already going to be a split. Uh, the Packers offense is not like, Super overly flowing like it was with Aaron Rodgers. So um until I think it's gonna be one of those weeks where I'm gonna need Aaron Jones to go off on my bench for me to want to start him again, personally. It's kind of where I'm at with Aaron Jones. Remember, um, I'll head into my sit of the week. It's funny that we all did running backs. Um yeah. If they ever I swear they never want to pop his name up when I type it. But my sit of the week is Daryl Henderson. Um of the Los Angeles Rams. After coming back last week, I mean he had a good week. Finishes the RB15 we talked about, you know, on the um, week seven recap a couple of days ago. But he finished with 18.61 a tud. But he only averaged 3.3 a carry. I'm going to be honest. Dallas is number one in the whole NFL fantasy against running back. Now, I could be wrong. I think this is going to be one of those games where Stafford's going to have to air it out, in my personal opinion. Let me put it in perspective. In my opinion, the best running offense in the NFL is the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey averaged 2.6 yards a carry against Dallas. Um, and if in no offense to y'all, but apparently y'all are not like fantasy wise, y'all are not ranked very high against running back, and he only could average two point or three point three against y'all. Yeah, that's gonna be a problem against Dallas, in my personal opinion. Now maybe you get lucky, he gets some certain receptions, or maybe he does break one because it's possible as always. But um, yeah, 
I just don't see how he has a good game, to be honest. I would be shocked if he puts up double digits. Um, I expect Henderson to be in a double, single digits this week. Dallas defense is too good against running back. Um, as you've seen, clearly we're week, we're in week eight, so there's not a fluke that they're number one against running back at this point. They're pretty damn good. So, yeah, I, I don't like Henderson here. And on top of that, I mean, I guess he's the guy for right now. But, yeah, I just don't like the uh, the amount of touches he's going to get in terms of what I think the productivity is going to be like. I mean, he might get – I don't know. They got his baseline at 42 and a half. I guess he might hit that. But that's just nasty if you're starting him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll let he wrap up his hits to the week without final running back. Yeah, uh, mine is Mr. Miles Sanders, fresh off the bye, fresh off the injury. Uh, they played the Houston Texans, and I just – I want your opinion on this. Is Miles Sanders the RB1 on the team? Is he the RB1? After his injury. Because I mean, he might be 1A to 1B. That's, that's that's what I mean. Is Yeah, like, no, nah, like, yeah, Chubb is definitely, like, not going anywhere. Yeah, so that's my concern is Chubba, and I just – I think it's going to be a negative game script. The Panthers are the worst team in the NFL, and the Texans are a lot better than people think they were or thought they would be. Um Pretty sure this game's in Carolina. Let me make sure. But I think it's in Carolina, and the Panthers fans are unfortunately going to see who they should have taken with the number one draft pick, um, in my opinion. Yes. So I just think that, yeah, it's at Carolina. Um, I, I, I think they're going to fall behind early, and I think that it's not going to be a lot of running, a running game for Miles Sanders. Um, Miles Sanders kind of reminds me, honestly, Aaron Jones right now. Like, just not like in terms of player, but just injury and what I expected to get from the guys and like what I'm getting in return at this point. At this point, we're literally okay, we're one week away from being halfway through the season, but technically, we're almost uh, just about as close as you can be to being halfway. And Miles Sanders is probably one of the biggest worst picks you've had in your roster. Like, yeah, he's provided you no value. Just know if you went zero RB and Miles Sanders was your RB1, I feel for you. So, yeah, even if you had the three best receivers in fantasy, you still probably are losing, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, man, I like it, to be honest. I like all these hits of the weeks. These running backs do not have good matchups. Miles Sanders coming back from injury. Aaron Jones essentially might as well be coming back from injury. Darrell <laughs> Henderson was lost somewhere in the sea until they pulled him back in for just to sign him and then start him and give him 18 carries out of nowhere. But I don't see that being successful against Dallas. Um now, granted, you know how fantasy works. One of these three backs will probably have the best game of the year. But um, that's just our projections for six of the weeks for you guys, man. Um, I kind of want to get in the in or out. So usually I do it the other way. But since you got Miles Sanders, we kind of can keep going from there um, on your in and out. Um, as you guys know, it's just guys we're in and out on at this point in the season. Where we're at with them. Do we want them? Do we not want them? Or should you be high or low on them? But yeah, you can go ahead, Tilly. Um, yeah, Miles Sanders is mine, and I'm just – are we in or out? I'm out all the way. I just don't see how you could be – like, what – I need – maybe somebody could play devil's advocate because I believe everybody should have some devil's advocate for everybody. But, like, what what am I looking at that makes me feel like I want to play this man? What are you looking at? Let's see. Let me see if I you can had one this. good week. One. His, R, his RB12 finish with only nine carries. Yeah, but he had five catches. Well, in his three games healthy, he had six, five, and nine targets, like fully healthy. That is a good way to look at it. But if that boy don't score, 
Or if that man knows, I'm sorry, that man knows score. Yeah, it's uh, not gonna be good. So I'm I'm all the way out on Miles Sanders to be honest. I'd rather have Chubber. We're just gonna be completely honest. Uh, between that backfield, um, we can go ahead and get into Bewas a little bit. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. I'm just gonna say his player. Um, AJ Dillon is a player. Brandon wants to know: Are we in or out on? Uh, the last two weeks, he's finishes the RB twelve and he's finishes the RB twenty one. I'm still out. Okay, I just I think it's gonna be a two a two man backfield, and I think as Aaron Jones gets healthier, he's gonna get more involved again. Um, so I mean, that's personally my reasoning, uh, and I I don't know how I feel about the backers to be honest. Um, they've got. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see. I mean, what do you think? What's your what's your opinion here? Um, for me personally, I want to be in so bad. I'm gonna be honest. I really want to be. I in. do too. We've always we've on this show we've talked about Aaron Jones so much. I mean, not just AJ Dillon always about how it's gonna be his time to take over eventually, and. I mean, the last two weeks, I mean, he's done what he's supposed to do. I mean, he's finished as a, a RB1 and then a, RB, a low-end mm-hmm. RB2. That's all you can ask for when he's given opportunities. But like I said, the week he finishes RB1, Aaron Jones didn't play. And the week he finishes a low-end RB2, Aaron Jones played a limited number of snaps. Yeah, this question would be a little harder slash easier both ways if Aaron Jones wasn't playing. But since he is, it makes my decision easy. I'm out. But by some chance, let's knock on wood, we don't – Wish injury on anyone. Look, if the hammy gets tweaked again, which is very possible, I'm in. So, yeah, that's my circumstance. But as of right now, I'm out if there's going to be both of them playing. But, yeah, I didn't think people was also going to go with a Packer like me. Um, I so happen to go with the Packer. And I know not many people are talking about this guy right now. But um, I don't know why. Like, I kind of feel like the main reason I look at it, if you look at his schedule, he has such an amazing schedule down the stretch. And mine is Christian Watson, wide receiver with the Green Bay Packers. Um, has not started off strong, finished the wide receiver 34, 24, and 60. But we can admit he has a lot of really good matchups going forward. Um, now, I will say I'm still out, but I think it's interesting. It's easy to say you're out, but if you really look at it, we know how explosive this guy can be. Like, So I feel like he could change his season around at any time. So I guess like for me, it's not as good of a question because, yeah, he's – Wide receiver 90, but he did miss the first three weeks. So I feel like he's still kind of catching his groove a little bit. And uh yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, I'm out on Watson, but I assume B Will would say out. I'm assuming I know your answer, but I had to pick a guy that I was interested in. I'm out because I think that Romeo Dobbs is the wide receiver you want in this offense. Yeah, I mean, I mean Dobbs has provided it's, more it's, to target. It's it's concerning to me that he's played over 80% of snaps. I know he had 91 yards. Uh, before their bye, but that was um, on three receptions. <laughs> so it's, it's a little scary. Yeah, I mean, he's a big play guy. I feel like, you know, Aaron Rodgers did make sure he tried to get him the ball more. So the difference between him and Jordan Love. Jordan Love clearly likes Romeo Dobbs more. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers like Christian Watson more. Um, yeah, man. I just think I'm going to say do not be surprised going forward. If Christian Watson has a lot of really good weeks going forward, that's all. That's just kind of where I'm at with it. So I have a lot of optimism that he will be good. Um, yeah, man. We got him to our prices right or wrong questions of the week. 
We can start off with Brandon's. His is Jonathan Taylor, who scored more than 12 and a half fantasy points and half point PPR this week. That's right. They've got the Saints. Uh, did you see what Travis Etienne did to the Saints last week? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. It, it was tough. He, he had 12.5 all touchdowns alone. I, um, it should be good. I didn't expect Taylor to do that well against Cleveland, to be honest. But, I mean, Cle- Cleveland was definitely one of the more defenses that you thought would be harder to run against, and he had 4.17 a carry. I mean, if you look at Jonathan Taylor's career, if you go back to last year, it's not <laughs> these hard matchups technically on paper the past couple seasons. Like last year, Tennessee was a hard matchup. He struggled, but he, next time he played them, 5.8 a carry. Washington, 4.75. Pittsburgh last year, 4.3. Dallas, 4. I mean, that's all good, efficient yards per carry against teams that are historically good against the run. Uh, I think 12.5 is easy. I think he's going to play more snaps. He played 50% last week. I think he's going to play up more than that this week. Yeah. Um, I would be shocked if he didn't. I expect to keep going up. Um, it kind of goes back to the Zach Moss conversation. I don't think Moss is just disappearing, but, like, Taylor's clearly the number one guy and will continue to be the number one guy for sure. Um, I think it's right though, uh. But I can say, do not be surprised. This New Orleans defense comes off pissed the hell off. Come out pissed the hell off for how they allowed Travis Etienne to run last week. Um, so just one thing to look at. You know what I mean? But I do think the price is right. Um. Also, we're getting to mine. I kind of want to go back to my sit of the week because some people might feel differently. Um, Daryl Henderson will not finish as a top twenty-four RB this week. Price is right for me. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think. No, it's tough. That's why I said top 24, not top 12. There's a possibility he could slide into that 24. We've seen how bad people have been. Considering no teams are on by, I think he's not going to. That's a good one. I got a name for you Daryl Henderson or Javante Williams against Kansas City this week. Who's Javante playing? The Chiefs. You don't call me crazy, but give me Daryl Henderson. Like, I don't know what it is about the Broncos this year. I'm trying to give Javante every chance. I just can't keep waiting. This is a different a topic for a different time, but the past two weeks he averaged 5.2 yards a carry against Kansas City and then 5.47 last week. So what did he do against Kansas City two weeks ago? Uh, he only played 35% of snaps, so it's a really small. I mean, he had 7.2 points. That's a lot for 35% of snaps, though. <laughs> But anyway, let me, let me take my answer back. I'm gonna choose Javante. Take my answer back. The price is wrong. Yeah, I think the price is. Uh, hold up. You think so? You think he will? Oh no, it's right. Sorry. Okay, I was like, hold up. So you think you? I mean, it's fine if you did, but yeah. Uh, and go ahead and get into yours. This is actually interesting. Uh, Christian Kirk will outscore Calvin Ridley the rest of the season. The price is right. I don't need to hesitate. I don't need to think about it. Yeah, I um, mean Ridley's wide receiver 36 right now. Kirk is literally doubling him. Let's see, thirty six. Kirk is eighteen. It's 18. Yeah. Doubling him, like bro, like um, I like Christian Kirk the rest of the season, man. He's shown he's going to be the clear cut guy, and really most of the time is going to attract more of the attention from the the cornerback one. I'll take heat for this, and I will accept it. Don't be surprised if Zay Jones comes close to outscoring Calvin Ridley the rest of the season when he's back healthy. Well, because at this point, Calvin Ridley is the number three. 
that's literally Calvin Ridley. I mean, that's Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram, to be honest. Um, so yeah, it's kind of way I look at it, but I think the price is right. I like, I love Christian Kirk the rest of the season. Not like I love it, to be honest. Um, he was such a value guy that you got. I was just draft. about to say he probably is. I'm not gonna say he's one of the yes. Honestly, he's probably one of the biggest deals in fantasy draft you got this year. You damn near got him in what round ten almost, and he's a top right. fifteen receiver. Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua were probably <laughs> well players but, that we had previous data on. Yeah, about to say nobody can project it. Puka breaking out like that or Kyron. Um, so yeah, but yeah, man, uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up with our lock bits of the week for you guys. We can get into Brandon's first since he's not here. Uh, Mister Harewood has the Atlanta Falcons um, as two and a half point favorites, and I'm trying to figure. I'm pulling up my boot report. Who are they playing against today? Uh, Will Levis and the Titans. Wow. Um, yeah, call me crazy. I actually, might hammer that. I, I might tease it up. Today I'm five and a half. To be honest, give me. I, mean, I can you take. Can, you can probably get the three, and it'll be plus money. You just tease that half point. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I, I love the Falcons in this spot, especially if they're starting Will Levis. No, I love the Falcons. Uh, actually, according to the report, it was. Vrabel said, I never said I was starting Will Levis. It's going to be Malik Willis and Will Levis combined. So, this is not high school. Um, like, I think they're going to destroy them. I mean, I, I don't, I, Arthur Smith and I have some disagreements right now, but, uh, I think they're going to destroy them. Yeah. If you, um, if you're one of those guys, excuse me, that likes to hit the lines early, this line is only going to get worse. Yeah. Like it's pro- it might be up to four and a half, five and a half come Sunday. So I- honestly, I'm not really a single leg fella, but I would literally single leg that. I think the Falcons can for sure win by three. I'm a single leg fella, and I'm probably gonna single leg it as soon as we get off this call. Um, I'll go ahead and get into mine. Uh, you can call me Mister Consistent because I think the past two weeks I've hit. Uh, let me make sure. Maybe it wasn't. Um, yeah. The past two weeks, I was spot on. Um, Pittsburgh, and then I had, I think, who was it? The Jags, and then now I had the Patriots, and now I have none other than the Cincinnati Bengals going into uh, San Francisco territory. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think? I I know you said you don't like that they're playing at San Francisco, but I just think that this is coming off a bye week. Um, they're not going to have Debo Samuel. They're going to have their backup quarterback, technically. Uh, Trent Williams didn't practice yesterday still. So I, I think that this is a favorable spot for them, especially at four, plus four and a half. Um so I like them this week, personally. The line well, opened at, at the line opened at plus one, by the way. So, um, damn, it opened at plus one. Yeah, I'm assuming it's shifting due to Purdy news. Um, but it's weird though, because like, why is it shifting the other way? It was plus one, and now it's plus four and a half. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. Regardless, I like it. So for me, like I mean, I like it. I guess that's just kind of scary. If anybody knows anything like more than your normal, just average listener of gambling, that's a big move in line movement, three and a half points. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when they literally are losing people, they, they, like it doesn't make sense for the line to go up. I get they're at home. I get that, but that's no. Like you're, you're missing your one of your best offensive weapons, and you're probably going to be missing your starting quarterback. Um, I think I'm gonna go with you on your side. I I, I can't really pick a side, so I'm gonna go with your side because I'm like the uh, yeah, are you're, at home. You're gonna go with my side because last week. I didn't hear – I didn't get to back up myself on Tuesday, but I did not hear the end of it about me being crazy for the Patriots plus nine or eight and a half or whatever it was. The Patriots took the money line. That's the second time this season it's happened that I've picked a team that's dogs and they've taken the money line. That's sticking. I do like the plus four, though. I will ride with you on the plus four, four and a half. Um, Hill, I might call me crazy. I might wait a little another day or two to see if the line go up even more. Um, you might get better value possibly. Um, I'm going to get into my – a lot better of the week. This was not the prettiest um, slate to go down. So I just will go with what I was most confident in. Give your Gus Edwards any time. Hell yeah. That's my best bet. Gus, get, Gus Edwards any time touchdown. Usually I'm not even that type of guy. Shout out to Tilly, man. That should have been my bet from the get-go, yeah. Gus Edwards, Gus Edwards, 50 yards and a touchdown. There you go. That's my best bet of the week. Parlay it up. Yeah, parlay it up, man. I don't know what it gets you, but it should be plus 100, 200, plus something right around there. Oh, yeah, man. Well, yeah, man, as always, you got anything to say before we head out, bro? No, I don't. Uh, let's see. Hopefully everybody has a good week of fantasy. Hopefully yeah. I have a better week than I did last week. And, Brandon, when you hear this, do better. You suck. I hope, I hope you win this week, if you would. I hope you do, buddy. But, uh, yeah, man, shout out to you guys for listening and sticking around as always. We appreciate it very, very much. Um, as always, you guys can follow us on social media at Podcast EGS on Instagram and Twitter. The link in our bio will give you access to all episodes, older, newer, um, whatever you might be interested in listening to. You know, we appreciate all support, as we stated before. Um, like, your support is not going notice, and we really, really appreciate you guys as always. Now, other than that, I don't have much to say. Get your lineups ready. Get you some dubs, and we'll see you next week.